Hello, besties. Welcome back to the podcast. So happy to be here with you again. On today's show, I want to talk about money myths, things that just aren't true. And we've talked a lot on this show about what your desires are, what you want in this life. One of the things I've learned doing a lot of subconscious work with clients and coaching people on their subconscious blocks is that when we decide we want something new in our life, when we want change, our brains are wired to resist that. Our brains are trying to protect ourselves. They're trying to protect us from change because change is scary. And in evolutionary history, change could result in death. If you took a different path home to the cave, as a caveman, you might have run into a wild animal that ate you. So change was scary, and our brains are now wired after thousands of years of avoiding change to protect us. So the minute we start thinking about something risky or different or new, it is totally normal for your mind to come up with all the reasons why you shouldn't do something. And in today's modern world, one of the biggest reasons people do not do new things is money. The number one objective we come up with is money or time, number top two. And today we're talking about money. So money myths are things that you kind of just jump to a conclusion about how you can't afford something or how you can't do something because of money. Um, Some great examples of this would be uh, vacations. You know, I have these friends, the Turners, that vacation all over the world and they house swap. So they don't really pay to stay where they're living. And in some cases they actually make money because they're able to charge more for their house than the destination that they're going to. They're super experts on traveling for free. So it's just a complete myth that you can't do it. Another one would be like any large purchase that you want to make and you tell yourself, Oh, there's no way I could ever afford it. And then you walk into the store and you find out, Oh, I could finance that. I could pay that off over time and I can have what I want right now. So In our world of real estate, there are quite a few money myths that I'd like to go over. And sometimes when you find out the truth about how easy it is to do something that you assumed was difficult, you feel a little silly. So one of them is the 20% down home buying myth. I cannot tell you the number of times I've heard somebody tell me they think you have to have 20% down to buy a house. Now, there's a reason that number is real present in real estate. The reason is that when you put 20% down on a home purchase, you get the best possible rate and you don't have to pay what's called PMI or mortgage insurance, which is an added cost to a home loan when you put a low down payment. Mortgage insurance protects the lender against foreclosure. The way the banks look at it is if you only put a tiny down payment, then and something goes wrong and you lose your job and you need to walk away from your investment, they think that you're more likely to walk away when you've put less money down. So they charge insurance to you to protect them from the risk of you going through foreclosure and defaulting on your loan. But that doesn't mean that you can't buy a house for less than 20% down. PMI is actually not that expensive. And depending on your credit, you can buy a house for as little as 3% down and even 0% down. There are actually hundreds of lenders out there that do zero down payment home loans. And a lot of homeowners don't realize this. Now, I have to tell you, in my market here in the Bay Area, California, it is so competitive that trying to buy a house with no money down 
is next to impossible because there's too many people competing with you that have bigger down payments and that competition would make it difficult. But in general, across all mortgages, it is possible. You can buy a house with no money down. You can buy a house with very little money down. So 3%, let's say you want to buy a house somewhere where it's not as expensive as the Bay Area, like $400,000. That's $12,000. So you need $12,000 plus closing costs to buy a house. Most people who work full-time have that sitting in their 401ks. So the myth that you need 20% down to buy property is not true. In my program, Investy Besties, we're focused more on buying investment property. You do sometimes need a large down payment when you're buying investment property because it's a second home, a second property that you don't live in. The lender views the risk as greater, so they're going to ask you for a bigger down payment. But there are ways around that, and we're going to talk about a few of them in this episode. One of the ways to get around a big down payment when you're buying property, if it's your first property that you're buying, is to buy it as a primary residence, do that low down payment, like 3.5% down for an FHA loan, and live in it and rent out the rest. You could do this with a multi-unit property. You can do this with a house and room rent out the rooms. You get to choose your tenants. And in if you're renting out rooms in a property, your own home, you can legally discriminate. So you can say, I only want to rent to women. I only want to rent to Christian women or Muslim women because it's your own house. So you're allowed to pick who you live with. So keep that in mind when you're thinking about house hacking. Doing that, depending on the size of your investment, you could potentially buy a property, live in part of it, rent the rest out, and make money. So not only are you now living rent-free, but you're making money. If you're listening to this and you're a young person, this is a great strategy for getting started in real estate investing. Because If you're not paying rent, then you can sit and take the money you would have spent on rent every month and save it up for another investment. And this is how you really start building a stable passive income source through real estate investing. So 20% down myth, we've just blown that away. Let's talk about another myth, and that is that you have to pay off all your debt and collections. I hear this one too all the time. People tell me, oh, I'm going to I want to invest in real estate, but I need to pay off every single one of my debts first. Or I want to buy my first home, but I'm going to have to pay off all my collections I've got from the last 10 years. So first of all, paying off all your collections is just a complete untruth. There are so many loans out there where you can have thousands of dollars in some old collection and still get a home loan. So that's just a myth. Should you pay those off? Yes. If you've borrowed money, you should eventually pay it off. But do you have to wait to buy a home because of that? No. The other thing about that is, If you pay off all your collections and you have zero credit cards, that you'll actually have no credit, which is worse than good credit, right? You can't get any kind of financing if you have no credit. So if you're afraid of credit cards, you've just decided to pay everything off and have none, I definitely advise you to at least have one to three credit cards that you use occasionally, maybe for a tank of gas or you just use them for one trip to the grocery store and then you pay them off. And the reason I say that is because you want to continue to have established credit for so many reasons, cars, real estate, lots and lots of reasons. But these are the myths that we come up with and we tell ourselves, I can't do this because of X, Y, Z. I can't follow this dream because of this. And we just discount it so quickly. We dismiss what we've dreamed of doing so easily And it's just so quick for our mind to come up with a reason why you can't do something that most of the time is just not true. 
It's also not true that you have to pay off all of your debt to buy a property. Any loan officer can tell you, we just take the minimum monthly payment from your credit card debts and we add those up and that's that's your total monthly debt and anything above that you can use towards buying a house. So just because you have a $3,000 credit card doesn't mean we're hitting you with $3,000 a month of debt. It means we're hitting you with $180 or whatever your minimum payment is. So these are myths that any loan officer can help you work through, any good loan officer. Another one I want to talk about is how to come up with money to fund your business ideas or fund your investments. Now, you cannot do this one for a down payment on a traditional home loan, but you could use this to get money for advertising for if you want to start an Airbnb or a wholesale real estate investment. So before I go forward with this one, I want to explain real quick what those two investments are. Airbnb or short-term rentals. I've talked about this in some of my lives on my Facebook. You can actually lease property and then use it as an Airbnb. So you can become a real estate investor for short or midterm rentals without buying property. All you're doing is leasing it, which means the only money you need is the deposit, the first month's rent, and the amount of money it takes to furnish. Now, if you're trying to do this with a three-bedroom, two-bath house, you still need a significant amount of money, maybe $20,000. But if you're doing this with maybe a studio or a one-bedroom condo, you can furnish that for very, very cheap. And you can start earning two to $7,000 a month in potential profit on these Airbnb properties, and you can have more than one of them. So this is a strategy. It's an entire segment, actually, in the Investy Besties course that I teach. But I want to talk about how do you get the money to do that up front if you don't have the cash on hand. So some of you can just invest that right up front and go get started making money. But some of us don't have any money to get started. You're standing at zero. You know you want to become an investor and you want to know how do I get the money to get started. You can use this trick too for any business that you want to build. And the trick is business credit. So first thing you've got to do is create a business. You've got to go out there and create a corp or an LLC. The amount of money it costs to do that varies by state. I've heard one of the cheapest states is Delaware. I think it's around three or 400 there. In California, it's like six or 700. And you go and you create a corporation. Once you have that corporation, you go out and you get an EIN number, which is kind of like a social security number for your business. And then using some tricks that we go over in the course, you create business credit. You start by ordering supplies from a supply company and you establish like credit with that particular store. You work your way up to larger items and then you're able to get a credit card with that store and that creates business credit, which is very similar to personal credit. Once you've done that, you're able to get business credit cards and business loans that allow you to take cash out. And you can start making investments with that money. And it's not tied to your personal social security number. It's not tied to your personal assets. So that's a method that we teach within the course, uh, one that I have started using myself, establishing business credit. So another method of real estate investing that doesn't take much money is wholesaling. Wholesaling is one of those where nobody knows what it is until they do. And once you do, you see it everywhere. So have you ever been driving down the street and you've seen one of these signs? They're usually made handwritten and they're on like the side of the freeway or on the side of a busy street. And they say, we pay cash for houses. Well, we call those bandit signs. And those are almost always wholesalers and not direct cash buyers. 
So the person who made that sign is probably not somebody who's got, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank to pay cash for your house. The people who put those signs up, what they're really looking to do is make an offer for your house for cash and then link you up with a final buyer that's a cash investor and they'll assign your contract that they're using to sell your house over to an end buyer who actually does have the money to flip the house. And then they collect a middle fee. I won't call it a middleman fee since investy besties is for ladies. I'll call it a middle woman fee. So wholesaling is a great, great entry point for real estate investing. And I'll share a little bit of the numbers of my own wholesale deal that I did. So if you're using business credit, if you've got a 401k, you got a little bit of money in the bank, I just want you to open up your mind to just not dismiss your interest in real estate investing by saying, I don't have the credit. I don't have the money. We've only just really lightly touched on some of these ways that we can generate money for real estate investments. These are things that you see online all the time and it seems like a get rich quick scheme, yet people have done it. People are doing it. People are teaching it. I'm teaching it. So it's real. It's real. And if you're someone who's okay with taking some risk and taking some action to turn around and create wealth, to create passive income, to create investments that will support you, your family for the foreseeable future, then I urge you to do your own investigations and see what it would take for you to start investing and try not to let these money myths stop you from creating the life that you deserve. One of the methods of real estate investing that we just talked about wholesaling was my first entry point into real estate investing. I learned about wholesaling. I studied it. I took courses and I sent out a letter to my own neighborhood and I told them that I was willing to buy their house for cash. I actually share the actual letter that I used inside the course. I spent less than $800 on postage. I'm a realtor, so of course, I'm used to mailing things out in grand scale. So I mailed out a letter to some targeted addresses that I got through a service. And I spent money on getting that list of addresses as well. So my total investment was less than $800. Through that first letter that I sent on my very first investment, I secured a real estate deal, a property, then I found a cash buyer to sell that property to, and they ended up flipping it. My homeowner that I put the property under contract with, he just wanted to move back to the Philippines. He didn't want to deal with the sale. He didn't want to clean the property up. He didn't want to fix it up or deal with repairs. He just didn't want to deal with anything. He wanted a quick cash offer, and he wanted to get home to the Philippines. So it was a win for him. He got exactly what he was asking for. I asked him how much money he wanted. That's what he wanted. And I turned around and found a cash investor who paid quite a bit more for the property. I profited after everything, cost, closing costs and everything, $67,000 on that deal. And I give a complete case study with all the details and the letter that I used inside of my course. It's one of the bonuses. I also do an entire module on just this type of real estate investing, which is wholesaling. And in that process, I learned that you can create a win-win-win situation. I won because I did the work to find the guy that wanted to sell his home quickly and for cash offer. I won the seller one because he left, went home to the Philippines just a few days later. 
and retired and is wealthy on his real estate sale money. And the flipper, the cash flipper made over $100,000 on that deal. So everybody got what they wanted and I profited and it opened up my eyes to all the money myths I'd been telling myself about what it would take for me to become a real estate investor. Now, granted, I had 15 years of experience in the real estate industry to lean on to get this deal done. So that is why it's one of the methods that I'm teaching inside my course and in my course, creating a community where even after the eight weeks of the actual course material is delivered, we will always be able to come together and talk about our deals, ask questions and share experiences. Most importantly, we'll have a way to celebrate our wins. So I talk about all of these money myths and then I want to give one more myth out there, which is about expensive courses or people feeling like a course they want to take is really, really expensive. I heard something great on a podcast recently. She said, why, you know, when we talk about paying for coaching, paying to learn from an expert, paying for an online course in some area that we really want to learn, like a master class about something that we're very passionate about, do we freak out about the cost? Why do we think it's so expensive when many of us have spent 10, 20, even 100 times that on a college education? And a college education, while fantastic, is not specific. So you end up learning when you go to school a lot of things that you don't necessarily want or need to learn, but are required for that certificate or that degree. But when you learn from a specific coach or an online program, you're choosing your content. You're choosing what you want to buy. So the next time you're hesitating to buy an online course, just think about it as no different than paying for college, except if you could extract just the information you actually needed from an entire college education and only pay for that. That's how I want you to look at it. My course, Investy Besties, is an eight-week course. It's a step-by-step -step plan where we uncover what type of investor you want to be. We review Real Estate 101 so you feel confident of all the basics. We learn which investments take how much money, which investments take so much time, what you have to learn to do each one, and then you decide what type of investor you want to be. We set goals and we create together a very specific plan on how to reach those goals. So that is what Investy Besties is all about. We learn about regular rental property, being a landlord. We learn about flipping properties. We learn about multifamily investing, also short-term rentals and wholesaling. We also learn about what I like to call squad investing or small group investing, where you can get together with a group of women or a group of friends and make an investment in your future together where all of you put in a small amount of money to get started as real estate investors. So you're kind of spreading the risk out that way. So if this is something that's interested in you, don't let the uh, subconscious part of your brain that's telling you you can't do it stop you. I firmly believe that you can. And it's my special gift. It's my super vibe to be able to teach women how to build wealth through real estate with joy, with joy in their hearts. We also look at spending money on personal growth and personal development as a fantastic opportunity to give to yourself. So we wouldn't hesitate to spend that money if it was for someone that needed it or for something really important like a medical expense. But when it's for our own future and to secure the kind of life that we want to have, for some reason we hesitate. 
Investi Besties is $1,997 for an eight-week course that you will have access to forever and a Facebook group that you will have access to forever. In the course, we do a live call every week where you can bring your Q&A, and I am teaching literally everything I know about real estate and about how to get women to take action to build wealth, to live the life they truly deserve. We do have payment plan available. If you visit investibesties.com, you can check out the payment options. That's I-N-V-E-S-T-Y-B-E-S-T-I-E-S.com. No different than paying for college. You can pay for the education to create the life that you truly deserve. You can buy houses or invest in real estate with zero to little money down. And you can do it without paying off all your debts and collections or lining up all your ducks or whatever else your subconscious brain is trying to tell you you need to do before you can go out there and become the wealthy woman you know you deserve to be. Thank you for joining me on another fantastic episode. See you soon. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Bestie, for listening to the show today. If you like what you heard, I would love it if you could review and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Also, enrollment is open for my course, Investi Besties. Go to investibesties.com for more info. That's I-N-V-E-S-T-Y-B-E-S-T-I-E-S.com. And finally, for more great content and to just stay a part of everything we're doing here, please join our free Facebook group, The Life We Deserve, Inspired and Wildly Successful.